0: we have Nancy Richards. Nancy Richards was an independent journalist with a good few years of experience on radio and in print. As a radio presenter, areas of specialisation included shows on literature, the environment and women's issues. In print, Nancy covered environment matters, books and literature, lifestyle, travel and decor, amongst other things. Nancy has a podcast called Book Stories People and is founder of an NPL. Women's Own and the Women's Library at the Artscape Theatre Centre in Cape Town. Nancy also oversees Women's Own's podcast series covering books by women writers and other stories. She's authored and co-authored Beautiful Homes, as featured in, F- in Fair Lady magazine. Woman today, 50 years of South Africa Women on radio and being a woman in Cape Town. Telling your story. Nancy is a speaker, media trainer and board member of NPO Soil for Life. Born in London, she is raised in Cape Town. So, Nancy, welcome to the show. Let's start off with how are you?
1: Well, I'm all the better for meeting you, Emily. Um, I have to say you read that very well. Well done, and it made reminded me that what I must do is cut that, uh, cut <laughs> that down because it's way too long. But you read it beautifully, and thank you very much. And I like you already because my sister is called Emily. Oh yeah. So I feel very warm towards you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So while well, we've just read your very interesting and long. Bio- Is there anything else that you would like to add? Absolutely not. I think I need to take some of it away.
1: (laughs) Well, it's very impressive. Well, it is impressive, but it is ever so slightly out of date. I am a former independent journalist. I mean, Mm -hmm. if somebody asks me to write something, I'm there like a bear. But um, I don't do so much writing anymore. The focus mostly is on women's own and all those sort of issues. Um, But, yeah, but radio was a big thing in my life so it's just wonderful to be here at rx radio and i feel very thrilled and honored to be part of it so thank you
0: that's amazing so nancy let's start with how did you get started in journalism
1: well that okay we're going back into the deep dark different history um i have no idea is the short answer because i actually studied graphic design i went to art school and when I came to South Africa, I needed a job. And um, somebody knew somebody who worked at Fair Lady magazine. And they got me an interview and they said, oh, all right, then you'll do. And that was the start of it. I mean, whether or not you call working at a magazine like Fair Lady journalism, I don't know. But it was that was what started it. And it was a wonderful, wonderful learning curve. Because the thing about working in journalism, whatever form it is, is that it makes you, forces you to be very curious and you have to go <coughs> and discover things that you don't know about. So I suppose that was the building <coughs> block um, that got me started. And after that,
0: yoh, one thing
1: led to another.
0: So um, to carry on with the past question I just asked mm. you, what qualities do you need to be an independent journalist?
1: Well, uh, curiosity curiosity and it has to be an authentic curiosity not just well I've, the boss said I must go out and find about motor motorcars um, you have to think gee I want to know about motor cars. and then you've got to be you've got to have a bit of a nose a bit like my dog that sniffs at every tree you've got to move from one thing to the next thing to the next thing so you can't just say right that's it I've got five facts that'll do you have to take it to the next step And just dig deeper. I think that's probably the answer.
0: That is so true. You do have to be so into the topic, even if you at first didn't want anything to do with the topic. You know, you need to be so into Mm. it now. Because it's your job and you have to, you know, report about it and Mm. you have to make other people informed about it. I remember when I was at Fair Lady, one of the first things I had to
1: do was write about stain removal. I mean, how Uh, totally boring would that be? But in fact, it was fascinating Mm. and I remember just talking to all these different people about stain removal and I thought well there's a thing who knew you know so even if it's really very humble and dull apparently dull just keep at it and you'll find all sorts of gold
0: that has happened to me so many times when Mm. I've had to do an interview with someone who I've never heard of their job, knew nothing about their job, but now I need to, (laughs) because I need to report about it. And it it. enriches you, too. (laughs) Very much, yes. So, Nancy, what would you say is your prime source of information?
1: Well, that's really interesting, talking of radio, because it's changed so much over the years, hasn't it? You know, the whole media landscape has completely changed. So, in the old days, one would pick up a newspaper or, you know, turn on the television at seven o'clock to watch the news, that sort of thing. But it's it's not like that anymore. And one of the things I say, because I do do media training, one of the things I say is that everything, every person who walks through your door is a source of information. Everybody is a reporter because we're all on social media. So in a way, you've just got to keep your antennae wiggling for everything. You you can't say, well, I read The Daily Maverick, that's it, because you might find that they're not, but you might find that they're skewed. In the UK, if you read one newspaper, if you read The Guardian, people think of you one way. If you read The Sun, people think of you another way. So you choose your, your sources, but you've got to retain a balanced view. But I think the point is to listen to everybody, even if you think they may not be useful, they probably are.
0: Adding on to being useful, um, this is a very important one. What precautions do you take to ensure that the information or you would put out there um, is accurate? You know,
1: I've just done a podcast, and in it, uh, in the intro, I put, and we went to the Ezeko National Museum, and even at the time, I thought, mm, I don't think that's right. Anyway, I let it go. Oh, can you believe it? I let it go, because it's actually the Iziko South African Museum. So if in doubt, and we have Google at our fingertips now, so if in doubt, just check and double-check. And find the right person to answer the question if you're not sure I think it's 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 essential for your own um, your own reputation to be credible and to be accurate
0: so I think also you know we consider ourselves journalists of Mm. course I consider myself one Um, it's very important that what we put out there is so is accurate because people rely on us you know to know the truth so yeah your answer was perfect well I tell
1: you there are, there are three things going back to the media training the three things I say that you've got to be entertaining informative and authentic mm. so it's no good being informative if you're not entertaining or engaging and it's no good being either of those if you're not authentic because you're not talking with your voice so I think those are three key things to remember
0: That is so true. So, Nancy, you were in radio for a while. Um, What are your views about 100 years of radio in South Africa? Because, of course, radio is very important. Again, so interesting. It's changed so much. I I thought for one minute
1: you were going to say, so you've been in radio for 100 years. And I thought, (laughs) (laughs) feels like. Um, But it's changed so drastically. I can't give you the complete overview, except I can tell you that it began at... um, south african railways for some unaccountable reason that's where radio started in south africa and it was 1930 something so it was just before the second world war um and it would have changed i mean it would have changed in south africa together with our politics you know so imagine south africa how it was in in the 30s it would have been you know and it would have been white dominated but so it would have reflected above all it would have reflected huge social change in this country interesting for instance i can't give you the statistics but um radio is it caused the or global as it is now has got a huge listenership whereas S.F.M. for instance it's it's quite big but it's a fraction you know so i think radio reflects a lot of things and it continues to change Um, Somebody said when radio turned 100, oh, you know, radio is still the best-loved medium in the country. And I thought, is it? I mean, it is, but there's a lot of things knocking on its door. You know, there's social media, there's TikTok, there's um, Spotify, you know, there's podcasting. So there's lots of options, a bit bit like how one absorbs media, how one absorbs stuff that goes in your ears, not to mention listening to people. Mm. There's a lot of competition for radio. But it's still, for me... I think, I'm putting my head on a block here, I still think it's a more credible medium than television. I only whisper that because I would hate for anybody on television (laughs) to sort of um, counter that. But the thing about television is that one is very involved with visuals. With radio, it's direct, you know.
0: That is so true, what you just said, because um, again, social media has come in now, um, television, so many things, but radio has still like. Still you know, the test
1: of time. Yeah. It's still
0: um it's still relevant. People mm. still listen to the radio. Mm. That I think that also just shows how powerful radio can be. You know, people hearing your voice. They don't have to see you. They hear your voice. So that is so true. I've never thought about it like that. Um, as a journalist, how have you managed to stress? Um, you know, how have you managed? You know, overcome the tight deadlines? Because radio can be very stressful. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, when I was uh, when I was at the magazine, we had the magazine used to come out every two weeks, and there was there was a lot of deadlines because we had to do a lot of things to make it print ready. Um, but with radio, it's a different story altogether. It's sort of like it, somebody just cancelled now for your interview in two minutes, uh, quick thinking. Um, so I think it's about quick thinking, and what is the expression? Talk slowly, think quickly. I think. If there's a, if there's a catastrophe or if something's gone wrong, you have to be very quick. Right? Okay. So what are our options? So you need to have a pile of jokes lined up, or I don't know what. But you need to have an opinion about something to to pick it up because nobody else but you is really feeling the stress. It's only if you're panicking.
0: So I think deadlines.
1: You've just got to learn to think quickly. Mm. And, I mean, you've got to you've got to think well, but fast.
0: And mm. um, people cancelling last minute happened before yes. now luckily, obviously, obviously I'm I don't work alone um, but we have had to, you know put something in on the spot and Absolutely. it's true you do have to think so fast you said um think slow, think
1: um, talk slowly
0: talk slowly and think quickly that is so true um, so Nancy tell us more about women's own OK,
1: well, Woman's Own was born out of the radio, actually, because I used to present a programme called Woman Today, which then became, of course, it was once it was Woman's World, then it became Woman Today, then it became Otherwise, because we were told that we had to take Woman out of the title. So uh, on Woman Today and Otherwise, I spoke to lots and thousands of women, I mean, literally thousands of women over a number of years. And I thought how interesting it was to have somebody come and tell me about their life or whatever it was they were doing just in five or seven minutes um, and they were telling the rest of the world but I thought it would be so much nicer if we could do that face to face so um, you know so I could listen to this person tell her story and then maybe I could tell her my story and we could share stories and I thought that would be in fact I'll tell you this little story what really the, tr- the trigger was um, a woman came into our radio station, and she was disabled, and she came to tell tell us that she had written a book about her domestic worker, and I thought, oh well, that's really interesting, but I thought, oh, wouldn't it have been more even more interesting if the domestic worker had written a book about her employer, and um, mm. that would have been interesting. So I thought, that's what we need to do. We need to stop being, you know, storyteller and, and speaker. We need to, we need to be both. So we need to be sharing these stories. So we look for a platform whereby we could have women share their stories, get to know one another better, become more united, and, um, you know, just bring each other together. And I think what's important is to is for women to be able to tell their stories. You know, it's not an easy thing to tell your story. Um so it was a way of encouraging women women to tell their stories, uh, first identify their story, and then share them, and share them then with the world. So that was the genesis of Women's Own. It's, it's gone on to do a lot more things than that, but uh, not least a podcast, as mm-hmm. we were saying.
0: Well, Nancy, that was amazing. Thank you Good. so much for your time. So my pleasure. You actually taught me more <laughs> about radio now. Um, so thank you so much. Listener, I hope that you enjoyed that interview just as much as I did. It was very informative.